Hi, I'm MX Britt. I am a queer artist and an energy fitness warrior with the Fire Mountain School. And I am Shifu Ed of the Fire Mountain School of Chinese Martial Arts and Energy Fitness Training. And uh, I founded the school to empower people to transcend their status quo and evolve new possibilities in their life so that we don't have to keep going around in circles wondering why are we, do we keep going around in circles? So uh, today we're gonna talk about the, uh, the George Floyd case and uh, the Derek Chauvin conviction. Um, and before we do, uh, we're gonna start out by establishing a couple of things. Um, one, the organizing principle, the one uh, unconditional rule in my martial arts school and that I carry into my relationships is that no one has the right to harm with impunity. We have a responsibility to respect unconditionally. It doesn't mean you have to like the person. It doesn't mean you have to love the person. It does mean that no matter what, you still have a responsibility to respect that person. So it doesn't mean that you're a doormat, that people can walk all over you. It is a martial arts school. We teach self-defense, but we learn to use our power so that we can guide it with respect and authority. Without that, we can't move forward. So in this conversation, especially, the conversation about racism and uh, justice in America today and for a long time is, is a very uh, challenging topic that uh, has been nearly impossible for us as a nation to get through without there being even more harm about the conversation. And so I like to keep things as simple as possible. And so uh, I don't need to be a person of color to understand that it's not right to harm a person of color mm -hmm. or any other person for that matter. It's not right to harm somebody who is not the same sexuality as you, who's not the same skin tone as you, not the same religion as you, not the same as you, period. It's also not, you don't have the right to harm anyone who is the same as you, as if that was such a thing. <laughs> So, so, uh, so we want to have this conversation uh, with the intention of how do we evolve past our status quo? Because uh, we need to look at that it's so challenging for us as a nation to get this very simple concept right. This week, you know, there was the conviction of Derek Chauvin for the murder of George Ford, and God 
bless him and his family and everyone who has suffered as a result of this. It's a nightmare. You mean George Floyd? George Floyd. What did I say? No, you George. just said him. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah, okay, good. So, uh, um, yeah, I can see his face. I watched the video yeah. it's, uh, more than once. Uh, it's horrible. I think as just that right there, why did I watch the video? Some people didn't watch the video because I wanted to respect this man. And I couldn't stop what was happening, but I could bear witness to it. Yes. And sometimes just that alone is huge. I cannot turn a blind eye to this. And so if I do, I'm complicit in my opinion. And so, uh, but the conversation is like, so the memes came out on social media about like convicting Derek Chauvin is accountability and changing the systemic uh, racism and injustice is uh, is a, changing the systemic racism so that people of color cannot have to fear for their lives when they get pulled over for a traffic ticket or whether they're sleeping on their couch at home or they're eating ice cream or they're buying Skittles or whatever the heck it is, whatever insane situation, that's justice. Now, I don't know the exact pathway to that. I know a method to achieving uh, results that are inspiring and evolutionary and uh, transcendent. And so in order for us to have this conversation, it has to be grounded in respect. Mm -hmm. yeah. And as a, as a shifu from my school, with my students, you, the student, we're responsible for getting ourselves to center, building our AEQ up, I'll talk about that in a minute, our energy to adapt to change. And then we have to work on becoming curious about new possibilities. If, because especially with something like this, Whenever the status quo is being addressed, there's always a certainty that there is no possibility for change. Yeah. Oh, that'll never happen. I hear people say all this all the time. And my response to that is until it does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I've been, I have, it's, this is not an easy conversation for anybody. This has been a challenging conversation for me as a white male in America. And I have, it's been a rough, but I'm not giving up on it. Yeah. Right. So, uh, because I understand that in my heart, the intention is to establish respect unconditionally. So once my I'm centered and then I have to look for my curiosity about, am I, am I curious about new possibilities or am I certain there are none? And then my next step is to begin exploring. And that is kind of what this, that's one of the motivating factors 
for why I asked Britt uh, if, she, if you would uh, do this podcast, Generation mm -hmm. Respect, so that we can begin to uh, evolve past the status quo and uh, transcend the certainties, the patterns, and continue creating new possibilities. I believe that our generation is the generation that can turn this around within the next 20 years. Yeah, absolutely. And so for people who go, what? That's impossible. It's been like this for exit. Yeah, I know. We've beaten ourselves to a bloody pulp. And I think most of us are really kind of tired of this. And But there are assholes on either side that are really into perpetuating the cycle of harm and violence. Now, asshole, let me use, clarify that word, <laughs> is a um, shorthand for someone who has the right to harm with impunity. That's a harmer. No one has the right to harm with impunity. So uh, I remember a time when no one had a cell phone and now everyone has a cell phone and a smartphone and a tablet and a computer and we're wired up and LinkedIn and everything, you know, every which way, 24 seven around the clock, we can't get away from it. And I remember where you could just stand in a spot and no one knew where you were because you didn't have a tracking device or anything on you. <laughs> Right? Don't get email you or text you or any of that kind of stuff. And so um, so if that's possible, why not this? Why can't we all get hooked on respect? Yeah. What's the hold up on that? It's really not that hard. Just don't be a jerk. Now, why is that so difficult? That's one of the things that we're going to explore. But this is a setup for you know the the opening for the the podcast and for this conversation um now when you look around you at any given moment your life the sum total of your life good and bad is your current status quo Some things are in the process of changing, hopefully. And some things have remained the same for quite some time. As energy independent energy warriors in my school, our job is to build up our energy fitness, find those things and start adding energy so that they evolve naturally. Again, that's something that we'll get into as, as we continue. But in much the same way that I developed a system of energy fitness training, and how I came to be a master in my Shifu's lineage, Shenxin uh, Wutan, Gong Fu, and Wutan Taiji, is that when I started training with Shifu, I was a big time third degree black belt in Tai Chi. I had already been training for 15 years. And at the time that was a big deal. But when I stood in that space with my Shifu, I realized that everything that I thought I knew about Tai Chi would be a hindrance in learning 
mm. with this new teacher. And so what I did was I did that, that Zen thing. And I didn't know I was doing this at the time, but I emptied my cup. I yeah. took it all. And okay, so everything I think I know and don't know is my status quo. And if I stand here in this lesson trying to confirm what I already know or don't know, I'm wasting time. Because if I had the answers that I was looking for, I'd already be using them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I will say that We're clearly missing something as a nation and as uh, in in humanity if we're still having this conversation about how to respect others. And that yeah. if we want to move forward, and the clock's ticking on us, if we don't get it right in the next ten years, it's 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 really not a pretty storyline. So we have to get this basic thing about respect unconditional. We need to take a look at what we've done to this point and then move it aside. Psychology has failed us. It, it, it to get us to where we want to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, all of the structures have gotten us to this point. They all have good things about them, but they are not complete. They're not enough to get us where we want to be. It got us this far. It's not, it's got us here as the saying goes, it's not going to get us there. And that's a typical pill to swallow for a lot of people because it means you have to give up your certainties yeah yeah i mean i think something yeah i was gonna say i think something um really important about this conversation is um so i do a lot of reading about anti-racism and um i find a common pattern in that like there's no like formula for being a successful like white anti-racist right like a lot a lot of the the recommendations is talk to people of color talk to your BIPOC communities and ask them you know get curious about what their perspectives are what individuals think how they identify like that's like something that energy fitness training really emphasizes is like you can't approach anything with a certainty otherwise you're going to you're going to be short-sighted you're going to have a subjective perspective and that isn't <clears throat> it isn't articulated in the same way in the art in the anti-racist literature that I'm reading but I'm noticing that it's like it's very frequent I'll read through an article and be like okay like consider this whole thing and then don't approach anybody else with like a certainty about how like this is the right answer because it's not it's like you gotta have a conversation with like like a really great example is um when i was working out on pine ridge reservation a lot of people love to ask me like do the lakota nation really do people really care if like the redskins is called the redskins right like the football team And I was like, you have to ask individuals what they think about it. Like some people wanted the team to change. Some people didn't care. Some people, you know what I mean? Like it just totally depended on the individual and the tribe. Um, And ultimately, you know, it's like, 
can that name change and maybe that causes less harm? Like, absolutely. But I just, uh, I'm using that as an example of like in energy fitness, you want to approach things with curiosity and not like you know something. You're not trying to prove that you know something or that you, there's nothing worse than coming into a conversation and being like, I'm not racist, so I can talk about this, this, and this. Anti-racism is actually the opposite of that. And it's acknowledging, it's exploring. It's exploring like, what do you know? What do you not know? What do you want to learn about? How do you want to add energy and innovation into disrupting the status quo? Yeah, and I I would, that excellent. I'm so glad you brought that up. And I would take it even another step. And uh, my AQ now is a nine changing. And yours? My AQ is uh, eight rising. Excellent. So, you know, it's a really challenging thing, but I'm going to say it anyway. Look, you don't have to even, the conversation about color and everything is like, and in, in, in national, all that, right? All the things that are different about us, quote unquote, is, is, uh, really very surface. It's another human being who has uh, cares and needs and wants and suffering and hopes and dreams, and uh, you treat them. There's there, it's it it needs to be an obvious thing that like when you can do something of kindness or service for your neighbor. Right now we live in a, I remember when like China was far away on the other side of the earth. And now I, 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 I'm in WeChat groups with people from all around the planet. Facebook through the world has gotten really small. So it's like the world is our neighborhood now. It's not like, you know, my neighborhood is these five houses that I see from my front door. That's not how it works anymore. So we're all human beings. We're all in this crisis together. And we are, if we don't, we, our generation has to commit to figuring out a way to make this work for all of us. And then if you just see another human being and treat them with the same or even better respect that you want to be treated with and understand that you don't, you don't know all things about all people. And the best thing to do is to ask questions. And I didn't know I was doing this at the time that I was doing this. I, I was genuinely curious. Like one time I was sitting in a, in a therapy group and there was an African-American man who we were talking. We're talking about feelings. And I said, I had, I, and I didn't realize this. And I, I, I was looking at him. Uh, and I said, I have all these feelings, these, these dark black feelings. And I watched him like jolt. And I noticed it. And I was like, I went up to him afterwards. And this dude was like, I was very aware that I was white and that wasn't cool with him, but I didn't take it personally. And I asked him, I said, very like, look, uh, 
Hey, I said something that 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 hurt you, I think, and when I was sharing. Uh, and it was right about when I described my feelings as being black and dark. Uh, could you tell me about that if it's true? And he and he was like taken aback. He said, "You saw that? Uh, yeah, I did, and it's really troubling me. So I'd like to to hear." And he took out the dictionary and he showed me like black, and the definition of black was like really inherently racist. Looking back on it, black is bad, and then light is good, and I didn't realize like. I, and then I apologized. I was like, you know, that was not, I should have said maybe just painful. And, uh, you know, and I've been really aware of that. Like I watch how I use like patterns of light and dark in the way that I talk about whatever it is I'm talking about. And I make a point of like, you know, one thing I love about Chinese philosophy and the culture is yin and yang are equal opposites. You can't have yin without yang. You can't have yang without yin. And if you, if neither one of them are bad, they're both necessary. Yeah. It's like trying to say like the people who talk about batteries, like, or people who talk about, you know, I don't like negative energy, which is talking about negative energy negatively. I don't like people who talk negatively. And I'm only about positive energy. And I think, and I'm like, well, that's a dead battery. There's no, there's no juice there. So uh, to, to, to bring it back, uh, it's important that we don't come to the conversation assuming we know that all there is. And I'm not saying that I do. No, what, and I, uh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I think uh, the really impactful part of that story you just told too is that um, you observed him you saw him you actually like collected an observation about his reaction and then you went and asked about it respectfully but yeah something you taught me is like the def a definition of respect is to see to perceive something and that's one of the biggest biggest obstacles that's something I've heard like ever since Trayvon Martin is when I got like woken up about white privilege. And I was in college at the time at like a protest. Um, and I remember the students of color at, on my campus asking the white students like, please care about this. We need you to care about it. And we need you to see it and we need you to care about it. And I just remember that being like one of one of the moments that I woke, woke up to uh, race really was them being like this does involve you and you need to see it and you you in that conversation you saw it you engaged in the conversation and that's like that's also what I'm hearing is like it sounds so simple but it's so important no well it is simple really the solution is simple uh Respect and, and repeat. Yes. <laughs> and then yes. what? Respect. And then what after that? More respect. And then what about this? Respect. Well, what if they say this? Yes, respect. And so uh, the re respect, if you, if you look it up, 
it has a lot of different uh, definitions, but the one that I resonate the most with and that I use uh, as a tool and, and as a weapon and as a shield is to, to, uh, uh, to see again, spectare, the Latin word, is to see, like spectate, spectator. So to see again, to see again. So I can't go, all right, I got this thing, bring it out. No, I have to keep looking because I don't have it figured out. It's way bigger than I know. Yes. And as a, as a function of intellectual humility, I understand that I don't know all things. So my responsibility is to keep gathering observations. Now, and to be on the lookout for certainties and the, the blind eye uh, of not just not being aware and the my need for comfort oh you know i'm tired of talking about this like i don't get that if as soon as i play the i'm too tired to talk about this bam yes. white privilege i get to shut this shit off whenever i want yeah yes yeah. no no you don't <laughs> uh and if you do you might be part of the problem mm-hmm because the, this is such a big thing. It needs all of our energy at the same time. So uh, unconditionally. So, uh, so going forward, evolving new possibilities and transcending the certainties and the patterns that we are here. Change is a... Is a uh, all the change you see is a manifestation of the movement of energy. Wherever you see a status quo, there is a pocket of energy that is stuck and it's being recycled. And there's just enough energy to keep it going, but not much more to evolve it. And as part of the training, I teach people how to find those their poisons. I mean, by definition, a poison is something that inhibits a catalyst or a or a, a chemical reaction. It also weakens a structure. That's by definition. So there are poisons in the mix of our uh, that keep things functioning at a status quo. I used to make the mistake of going in and adding energy right away and that it would blow up in my face. And now I understand to trickle in the energy, but you also have to work on the catalyst, on the poisons and convert them into catalyst. The whole project of any kind of change in any function, whether it's art or leadership, project management, education, conflict, stress, all of that, it's all a function of the movement of energy. And so it requires a, a high level of adaptability. It requires a, an influx of energy on a regular basis. And it requires that you get past the, the poisons and convert them into catalysts. So um, otherwise, the task at hand will burn us out before we have finished evolving it. So how do we go through the process of doing the work that obviously needs to be done? We can't keep doing this. How do we go about doing the work that needs to be done in a way that is sustainable, inspiring, and doesn't lead to more harm and more burnout? And that is primarily the function of this 
uh, podcast. This is not the regular answer. In fact, I look around whenever I have a problem and I, and like I was saying before, I, I take everything as, all right, so this is the status quo. What am I missing? Because it's what I don't know that I don't know. It's what I don't know and what I can't see. That's where the attention is. So, um, Generation Respect, this podcast is about inspiring a generation of heroes to do the work that needs to be done so that we can transcend the cycles of harm and evolve into the amazing beings that we are capable of. Putting all this shit in the past. It doesn't have, just because it's been like this doesn't mean it has to be like this. We got so much better things to do. So. Absolutely. Thank you, Shifu. Questions, concerns, comments, criticisms, observations, resentments, hullabaloo. One of my favorite things that you talk about is evolving the status quo with using respect, using curiosity, using um, enforcing that no one has the right to harm with impunity. Like no one, no one, no one. Not you, not me, not even to ourselves, you know? So. Yeah. Um, that's been a huge tool in checking my white privilege and also just as a disruptor and an activist like having energy that's not going to burn out like i'm not fearful of having to check out of the fight or the conversation because like i'm burnt out or something like that and and that can be um extremely harmful you know and like no shade but there are people who will go hard, like white activists who will go hard. They'll be, they'll be really in the fight for a while and then completely check out. Um, and it makes me sad to see that uh, because- Well, it's, it's natural. Yeah. It's battle fatigue. Unless you have a steady inflow of reliable, renewable energy, it has to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the things that sets us apart is that in our quest to become energy independent is that like we have managed to develop a steady flow of energy to keep us adapting. Yeah. To keep us energy, energy fit. And so I'm glad you brought that up because it reminds me of the point that like in order for us to change, we need to be energy fit. Yes. Our fitness level needs to exceed our energy fitness level needs to exceed the demands before us. Otherwise, we will burn out and we will resort to harm. It's in human nature. Mm-hmm. And so in order to not get to that energy crisis internally, an abundance of energy needs to be added in. So that's, a, again, that's, a, that's another thing. So, I, you know, in any situation I go in, and in every group, every group has a harm or problem, no matter how noble the cause. Mm-hmm. And so 
Some people are there to do harm. Some people are there to be associated. Some people are there to do work. Some people are there. They don't know why they're there. So this is a, a feat to do this work is a, a feat of heroism, shiroism, exorism, theroism. It, it is, a, this is like a, a this for extraordinary human beings who uh, need uh, extra training. You're not gonna do this work just as you are. This is for fighters. <laughs> this is a fight. And you have to know how to fight with integrity and respect and, and martial virtue. Otherwise it will naturally disintegrate your personality and uh, erode your virtue and you, it will reduce you into a struggling, burnt, vicious slug. Yeah. And so It's, it's, it's the work that we need to do. So we have to say, instead of saying this can't be done or why do we have to do this or this should not, you know, it's not possible. The question that you really want to have is how can we achieve this thing? And the question I always put before my students is using your energy fitness, how can you evolve the status quo and transcend into new possibilities? Yes. And, and that's kind of, that's what we're offering with this podcast. The website is thefiremountainschool.com. We are a, uh, a work in progress. Everything is being evolved. Everything has evolved faster than it, it appears on, on social media and on the website. But uh, you can contact us through the website to shifu ed at the firemountainschool.com cool yeah that sounds All awesome right. thank you everybody thank you fake it till you make it <laughs>